Welcome to Beyond the Field, a property and finance series powered by Money Empire. The content you're about to hear is designed to educate and inspire you to tick off your property and finance goals. And when we say beyond the field, we mean your field, whatever that may be. Money Empire is an experienced financial advisory firm with over 10 years experience. We deal in this world day in, day out and want to give you, the loyal listener, exclusive access to behind the scenes of the property and finance industry. We've helped thousands of clients with their financial journeys, everything from first home buyers right through to managing clients with extensive property portfolios from New Zealand and abroad. Each week, BTF includes special guest episodes. We chat with industry leaders, entrepreneurs, sports stars, and the stories of everyday people. Now it is your turn to take back control of your future. So kick back and absorb. My name's Cam Ostrom. I'm Goran Lonka. I'm Issa Nassima. Today we're talking about mortgage wars. Goran. I see there will be a lot of write-ups and, and media around HSBC's new hot one-year rate of 1.99. Oh, sounds steamy. It is steamy, but there's a lot of criteria that goes um, along with it. So talk to me about the fine print, because we get uh, we get an abundance of this all the time, questions. Uh, I think you'll find in the fine print you need at least an X amount of actual lending with them in terms of mortgage, so I think it's 500K, and at least, what was it, 100,000 or 200,000 in, in, a, in a cash savings account? So term deposit. Yeah, right. so that's that's the... Um, so that's where they're making their difference back. That's the catch, yeah. And that's, I'm guessing that's, you'd need a certain amount of allocation of income as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, plus, I don't think they actually have any transactional accounts, HSBC. If, uh, I may be wrong on that, but it does not fit everyone's criteria. They do definitely have transactional. Isa, why do banks create mortgage wars? Because at the end of the day, it's just client switching banks, which one bank obtains a client and then they lose the client out the back door. So it evens itself out. Yeah, look, there's a lot of a lot of media and, what, and advertising um, creates uh, these mortgage wars and and the banks like making money at the end of the day um, and they're always going to be competitive against one another. And, you know, that's where we see these big drops in interest rates and then the other banks just fall in line and follow because they don't want to lose out on business and they're always going to create um, and want to be perceived as um, being the best bank out there with the most uh, competitive rates. What we do find is every customer and client is absolutely fixated on an interest rate. Now, from an advisor point of view, Goran, is this what someone should be worried about? Kiwis are so driven by interest rate. Uh, interest rates, it's crazy. I mean, like Issa said, when one of the big four banks drops their fixed one-year rate, give it a week and the rest will follow. But if we're talking on a massive scale in terms of lending, yes, it does make an impact in terms of repayments. So you're saying if someone has $5 million worth of a bank? Yeah, it's quite significant. But yeah. when you're talking from like a 2.29 to a 2.19 or even a 199. If you try and work out that interest component, it's it's actually um, not that much. So I've heard you say it to clients, don't be too fixated on the interest rate, be fixated on your strategy long-term and your structure of what you're trying to achieve. Is that correct? Yeah, that's that's absolutely right. But unfortunately, you know, once you fix a rate, say today, and then you know, two weeks from now, it drops by 0.2 basis points. People are like, well, wow, shit, what have I done here? Can I change this back? I mean, they're so fixated around 
fixed rates. It, it's it's crazy. I've heard you, Issa, slam the desk a few times around people wanting to fix for five years. Talk to me. Yeah, look, we've, we get that question quite often. And, um, you know, I don't think people actually are doing it from an educated point of view. Um, they are taking a punt at the end of the day. Um, but And I don't think a lot of people know the huge ramifications if you are wanting to, say, break that five-year term halfway through. It's it's not simple. There's a lot of costs involved. And those that's the reason why you'd like to go see an advisor to get a real good picture of interest rates, uh, length you're locking it in for, and your overall goals and objectives in the future. I know you've seen a couple of 20 to 30K break fees on five-year loans before and they've... Uh been hit pretty hard by wanting to hit that lower rate. Yeah, look, you know, in any given point of time, if you are fixing for five years, a lot of people don't know what their life situation is going to be like. They don't know what their income is going to be like. You don't know if you're going to roll through a 12-month pandemic um, and all the other effects. So, you you know, we like to advise to have a little bit of flexibility. Um, there's, you know, understanding all the ramifications of fixing long-term or short-term, and they're the type of questions you should be asking an advisor. Do also got to remember that from a provider point of view being a bank they want to fix you in for as long as possible to, to maximize their profit and keep you as a client yeah absolutely and every now and then you'll see well you, you used to see not see so much of these days is that the two-year rate was actually cheaper than the one-year rate and what does it tell you they're trying to lock you in for a further two years yeah. and appetize you in look we don't know where rates are going to go uh, short, medium, and long term. Um, but what I would say is, we know that the one-year rate is favourable, and certainly um, has been shifting downwards for for quite some time uh, in a short period. Um, but it comes down to seeking advice, getting clarity on what you're wanting to achieve, working about your long-term strategy on that, and then creating the structure to suit your needs. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information on this episode and hundreds more, you can visit us at Beyond the Field Podcast on all social platforms. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Now it's your turn to take control and build your empire beyond your field.